0: Welcome to the podcast here on Tuesday, February 4th. Connor Green with you as we continue to recap the Super Bowl. Steve Mills reportedly out as president of the New York Knicks after a long tenure there. And we talk about Dak Prescott's contract negotiations with the Cowboys and what they're looking for and what they want to offer him next season. But I want to start off with some talk on the San Francisco 49ers. And obviously they've gotten a lot of criticism over the last two days since the Super Bowl. And a lot of people talking about Kyle Shanahan being responsible for them losing a 10-point lead with seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter. And obviously he's culpable in that. He had some questionable coaching decisions that went into that. But now you wonder and a lot of people have been writing about it, if there will be a Super Bowl hangover for the 49ers. Will they be back next year in the postseason? Will they compete for a Super Bowl run? Vegas has them at 8-1 to odds, which is second, tied for second compared to the Chiefs, who are 5-1 to to win the Super Bowl. So Vegas obviously has them near the top of teams that will compete for a Super Bowl, but we've seen it in years past, where the team that loses in the Super Bowl is not then able to get back there or even reach the playoffs next season or in the next few seasons. It's very rare when you have a situation like the Patriots where they're able to have consistent success year after year and reach the Super Bowl seemingly every season. Normally, the only way you do that is if you have a top-tier Peyton Manning-level quarterback, Tom Brady-level quarterback, or now Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers. But a lot of times you see teams that get to the Super Bowl, lose even if they are close or had a lead late, and then don't get back even to the playoffs next season or in the next few years after that, you see everything fall apart for that organization. You have the Rams last year go to the Super Bowl, One of the most dominant offenses in the NFL. And then Todd Gurley is a shell of his former self. The offense is not nearly what it once was. A lot of teams seem to have figured out Sean McVay in a lot of ways. And now you no longer have them as one of the premier teams in the NFL. The Falcons in Super Bowl 51. Even though they lost 28-3, so many people had them as a team that would be competing for a Super Bowl for years and years to come because of the talent on that team. And since then, we've heard more talks about Dan Quinn being fired than talks about the Falcons going back to the Super Bowl. So it is not easy to return to the Super Bowl after losing, even if you are an incredibly talented team like the 49ers were this year. So will there be a Super Bowl hangover? Well, one difference in this situation than others is the fact that Kyle Shanahan is not a one-hit wonder. Everywhere he has gone as an offensive coordinator, that team has been great offensively with unsung heroes leading the offense. He was the offensive coordinator in Washington back in 2012, When they had Robert Griffin, who, out of nowhere, dominates. But even more surprising was the fact that Alfred Morris, who was a no-name running back that had zero buzz coming out of college, led the NFL in rushing in 2012, and was the reason why the Redskins, along with Robert Griffin's running ability, had one of the most explosive offenses in the NFL in 2012. Kyle Shanahan eventually leaves Washington, winds up with Atlanta. And Devonta Freeman, who nobody had ever heard of before Kyle Shanahan gets to Atlanta, turns into one of the most explosive running backs in the NFL. And then he had Tevin Coleman doing a great job out of that backfield as well in 2015 and 2016. This year with the 49ers... Raheem Mostert, who had been with seven different teams, was their leading rusher in the postseason and single-handedly beat the Packers in the NFC Championship game. So the idea that Kyle Shanahan will not be able to get this team back there is crazy. And when you look at the cap numbers for both the Chiefs and 49ers, they are near the bottom of the league in cap space available this offseason. So you would then think, okay, well, the Chiefs at least have Patrick Mahomes, so they'll be able, even if they have to give him his money, which will eventually happen, as long as he's there, they will be able to compete in the AFC. The difference with the 49ers is the fact that you have Jimmy Garoppolo, so if you have to skimp out on other positions and you can't retain players, then will they be able to get back? Well, With Kyle Shanahan, he was able to turn Alfred Morris into a superstar. He was able to turn Devonta Freeman into a superstar. He was able to have this 49ers run game be virtually unstoppable in the postseason. And he did it with guys that are not exactly Walter Payton and Barry Sanders or any of these great running backs in their prime. Raheem Mostert, Tevin Coleman, who was injured, They had Matt Breida. You know, they were running out guys that are not exactly who you would see as these dominant-level running backs. And the reason why they're great is their running game, and everywhere Kyle Shanahan has gone has had a great running game with unsung heroes. And at the same time, nobody hired Robert Sala, their great defensive coordinator, who a lot of people thought would wind up somewhere else this offseason. Nobody gave him a job. So they get to keep Kyle Shanahan for years. He'll probably be there for 15 to 20 years. And it seems like they have Robert Sala in the short term for at least one to two more years. And then if they have to, to transition to somebody else, a defensive coordinator, maybe they can make preparations for that. But next year, Robert Sala is back. Which means, again, even if they're not able to add a ton of pieces, the 49ers will be relevant next season. The 49ers will be relevant for years to come because of Kyle Shanahan and his ability to craft an offense. And at the same time, they have a guy in Robert Sala who turned this defense into the top defense in the NFL. So the 49ers are not going anywhere. And a lot of people have had concerns over Kyle Shanahan's play calling. And again, he's a young guy, and you get put on that stage, and you've seen better coaches or more experienced coaches on the big stage make mistakes. An example of that was Pete Carroll, who decided on the goal line to instead of just running the ball with Marshawn Lynch, they throw it on the one-yard line and lost the Super Bowl as a result. So the idea that only Kyle Shanahan has made mistakes in the big stage, in big moments, is not true. More experienced guys have done the same thing. So Kyle Shanahan, who is 41 years old, will be able to learn from this experience as opposed to it crippling him and being what he is remembered for in his career. And everybody at the same time is crushing Jimmy Garoppolo for not making the big throw down the field to Emmanuel Sanders. He didn't hit, you know, a couple of big throws throughout the game. It was very conservative in their game plan. But you're going to see in the next few years Jimmy Garoppolo emerge as a big-time statistical quarterback at the head of this offense. And you're going to see Kyle Shanahan open things up for him more and more in big moments. The 49ers are led by the best young head coach in the NFL. They have one of the best young defensive coordinators in the NFL. They have a rotating head of guys in the run game. It does not matter that they don't have a superstar running back where the Rams give a ton of money to Todd Gurley and then really cripple their mobility in the free agent market. The 49ers don't have that because they can have Raheem Mostert off the scrap heap become Barry Sanders in the postseason. The 49ers will be fine. Their offense is formulaic because Kyle Shanahan does such a good job of rotating guys in and out, and his scheme offensively is why they're so good. The idea that the 49ers will suffer from a Super Bowl hangover is not true. The 49ers will be back for years and years to come under Kyle Shanahan, Jimmy Garoppolo, and the rotating monster of players they have at running back. Now Steve Mills is reportedly parting ways with the New York Knicks. The Knicks are parting ways with Steve Mills. They are finally moving on from this failed experiment And this can only be a positive for the Knicks. Now, we don't know who they're going to hire. They're going to talk to Masai Ujiri from Toronto, and they're going to see if they can acquire him. I think that's a bit of a long shot for a variety of reasons that I'll touch on in a second. But this can only be a positive. Because Steve Mills, no matter who they bring in, That guy cannot do a worse job than Steve Mills. Since Mills took over as the president of basketball operations, the Knicks are 178-365, and worst in the NBA. They did not make the playoffs in any of the 13 seasons that Steve Mills was a part of that front office. Not a single time in 13 years... Did any of Steve Mills' teams go to the postseason? The only time the Knicks had any success in the last 15 years is when Steve Mills stepped aside for a period of time, and that's when the Knicks had three postseason runs. When Steve Mills was there, this team did not reach the postseason. They had the worst winning percentage in all of the NBA. So I don't care who they bring in as the new general manager. That guy cannot do worse than Steve Mills. Now they're going to target somebody like Masai Ujiri. I don't think if I'm Ujiri, who is in a position of complete power with the Raptors. Nick Nurse is a phenomenal head coach. Masai Ujiri is in charge of the front office. It works well. They've had success this year, even without Kawhi Leonard. Why he would want to go to the Knicks, who are still retaining Scott Perry, it would not make any sense to me. He wants to be the sole voice, and for good reason. Anybody who's really talented or really knows what they're doing does not want to then have to somewhat share responsibilities with somebody else, especially if that other guy, who is Scott Perry, does not have a great track record in his career. Scott Perry has been a part of a few good teams, namely the Pistons in the early and mid-2000s. But he has not been the sole architect of a great team at any point in his career. Scott Perry was in charge of the New York Knicks. They have not done anything. He has been a part of organizations and has had a hand in some instrumental decisions, but has not been in charge of any of those teams. And he's more of a journeyman than anything else. And if you're going to retain him, the odds that you're going to bring in somebody else as your president of basketball operations who is really qualified and knows what they're doing is going to be tough when they have to share responsibilities with Scott Perry. It is never good in an organization to have essentially two voices running the team. It is really hard to have a team president and a president of basketball operations and then at the same time have a general manager who also wants to be part of front office decision-making. It's very difficult to then find somebody who's going to want to work with Scott Perry. That's why if you want to bring in somebody who's really qualified, you need to tell Scott Perry that that person is in charge of front office decisions and you're going to be more of an assistant to them But I don't think that James Dolan is going to go out of his way to a guy that he's friendly with and tell him, hey, we like you, but we're bringing in somebody who's going to be the head of the front office, so it's your job to compliment them instead of really being somebody who's going to make decisions as general manager. And if I'm a Sayujiri, I don't want to have to deal with that. It's like Bill Belichick in New England. He wants to be the one that makes the decisions, Bill Parcells was the same way. He wanted to be the one that made decisions. When you have somebody in place who's already the general manager, they're going to want to have some say in decision-making. I don't see why Masayu Jiri would want to be a part of that. So then it boils down to, do you trust James Dolan to make the right hire as president of basketball operations? And to me, there's really no reason why you should trust him. Because his track record on hires has been abysmal in his career. So there's really no reason to trust James Dolan. And the idea that he has somebody lined up who's going to step in here and who's an uncovered gem who nobody else is targeting but James Dolan, he's got his eye on somebody that he knows can turn things around is obviously not the case. I think James Dolan finally realized that he had to make some sort of organizational change because you can't keep Steve Mills with his track record. But no matter who they bring in, no matter who they decide to make their new team president, that person is a better option as an unknown than Steve Mills, who is a known quantity. At least in this situation, you have some reason to have optimism as opposed to having no optimism with Steve Mills. You know when Steve Mills is in charge, very likely things are not going to change. You bring somebody new in, at least there's some chance that things do change. So while I don't trust James Dolan to make the right hire, while I don't think they're going to get Masai Ujiri, I think in this position anybody is better than Steve Mills. 877-337-6666. Connor Green with you on the fan. A lot more to get into NFL-wise as we begin the offseason and more to talk about as Steve Mills is out as president of the New York Knicks. We'll talk more about that next, but right now it's time for an update, a 2020 with Harris Allen.